you're listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, what's her name? I don't know. Episode 384. Wow, right out of the gate. I man. know. That just tells you how this whole episode is probably going to go. Real <laughs> professionals would re-record. We are not real professionals. Uh, Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the you can't stop laughing at me, John Brownstone. I can't. Not, no. not, no, I can't. Glad I can amuse you. So glad I can amuse you. Look, these kinds of episodes we're doing, a BDSM Reddit response, tend to be chaotic. True. I feel like it's just truth and advertising to start in the very first sentence. To let them know what they're getting into. Right. If you're new here, yep, yep, nope, this this is this, <laughs> this is, is it. what it is this is it uh, each week the extremeness of how chaotic it is will Very. vary mm-hmm. but there's always chaos yep yeah that that's not what that's not what we're here for though. no we're here for the bdsm reddit response yeah. will there be rants i have no idea most likely i mean you never know you never know anyway welcome to the loving bdsm <laughs> podcast if this is your first time listening glad to have you if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every monday and friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app you can also follow the show on fetlife at loving bdsm pc on instagram and threads at that handle i will forever fucking hate <laughs> uh, loving ds and the number one so that's at loving ds1 or on youtube at youtube.com slash loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Okay, before we get into this week's episode, we've got a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First one is this Friday night um, for podcast listeners, the day this episode comes out. Friday, February 16th is our monthly uh, Friday night live stream. Starts at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, goes usually until about midnight, but mm. eh, it varies. Gives or take, give or take. Right. It's a hangout. It's a Q&A. It's a, we're me. probably going to talk about food, drink, and childhood memories. Like there's, we just, it gets really random. There's a lot of ridiculousness. So much ridiculousness. Excuse me. Uh, Lola is whimpering, running, making noise in her sleep. Uh, I don't know if the, the mics picked that up. <laughs> she is... I hope that's a good dream. Um, but she's very active in her sleep. So, yeah, we'll have the the live stream going Friday night. Um, I'll put the link out in multiple places for anybody who's maybe not subscribed to us on YouTube. But if you, you need an excuse, feel free to subscribe. So that's happening. Okay, this next one is a serious one. Um, there is a trigger warning for suicide i think this will take three to five minutes so if you're watching live just mute us and then come back in a few minutes um i'll put timestamps in youtube and for podcast listeners um i will try to tell you in the show notes exactly how far forward to fast forward from this i hope i have stalled enough to give people time to leave who Mm -hmm. do not want to hear the rest of this okay I'm going to be kind of light on details because it's not a thing that happened to us. It's a thing we were made aware of. Um, The Atlanta, Georgia kink community um, suffered an awful tragedy last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was a uh, dungeon party going on. I I believe the establishment's called The Farm, um, where an individual came into the party with a gun and took their own life. The first time I heard about it, I cried. The second time I cried harder. Um, There were about 100 people at that party. Nobody else was hurt. Um, And people tried to help this person immediately. And it did not end well. Um, I tell you all that to tell you that one, kind of keep the Atlanta community 
in in your thoughts and good vibes like however you work with the universe in that way um if you are a member of that community um our hearts go out to you i, I cannot imagine yeah. i cannot imagine um the other reason i am t- we're talking about this is that um the farm essentially the organizers have set up a gofundme um to help uh, attendees who were uh, impacted by this if they need therapy counseling help in mm-hmm. any way to deal with the aftermath of this they don't want costs to be a barrier to them so they have set up a gofundme to raise the money to then pay out whatever they need to pay out uh, a lot of information is on fat life if you're a podcast listener those links will be in the show notes youtube hates fat life links so i cannot link to the fat life stuff but i have linked to the gofundme um yeah um mm-hmm. if you are on fat life and just want to try and search for those links if you look for the farm in atlanta it, you'll you'll get to where you um, need to find the information. I want to say it's Archer 1969 is the person who's been posting about that. I don't know anything about the Atlanta community, so I don't know the people involved mm-hmm. in all. I don't know any of that. I don't. I think Archer 1969 is like the organizer owner of the farm, but I don't know that. Um, so I say that all to say that one, our hearts go out to the Atlanta community. Yes, definitely. Um, also, we, we don't have a lot, but we did donate. I would say if you have a, a dollar to your name and can spare it, every little bit helps. Yeah. Um, you can be, if you've never done GoFundMe, you can stay anonymous. You do not have to have your name out there um, for people to see. Um, so we have linked to the GoFundMe in all the places uh, for the podcast show notes <laughs> on our website. We uh, will link to the FetLife links for anybody who wants to kind of read a little bit more see what happened or mm-hmm. reach out to anybody maybe there's folks you know or whatever so yeah that's that's awful and that's a mm-hmm. um, heavy heavy topic um but it was important for us to yes. share especially if the you know some of our members of our community can come together and we can help that community then let's try and do it um okay um taking a breath for a second now we're gonna get into the reddit <laughs> stuff okay. uh, i don't know how to segue i'm not good at segues <laughs> so we're we're gonna now that i brought the room down maybe somebody will piss me off enough that i'll rant let's let's see let us see okay first one it is a little long so bear okay. with me because you know for podcast listeners you cannot see this but i have to lean into the screen and look through the bottom edge of my glasses because i have old <laughs> eyes now okay title <clears throat> i feel so ashamed being kinky in a vanilla relationship me female 22 and my partner male 24 have been together four years now everything is great except the sex i don't feel satisfied at all i feel like something's missing he is the most plain jane vanilla guy you can think of and there's nothing wrong with that it's just not me i've tried explaining kink and bdsm to him multiple times he doesn't get it and is not interested he thinks bdsm slash kink is a result of trauma and people in toxic relationships this makes me feel like something is wrong with me i feel guilty for not being satisfied with quote normal sex I've tried suggesting a play partner for kink purposes and he's not into that either. Granted, he has tried. We bought a flogger leash 
gag, rope, and blindfold once. He would try the flogger and rope, but barely. He doesn't like taking control or being dominant. And as a sub, I can feel that energy. So when he lazily attempts something I feel should be taken more seriously, I feel his lack of confidence. The blindfold and gag freaked him out when I put it on. He tried spanking, choking, and slapping me, but he doesn't know how to properly do impact play, so it always hurts me in the bad way, and we don't do it anymore. He doesn't do dirty talk either. I need something to give here. I'm just not happy. I secretly want to leave him. It feels vain to break up over sex, but anyone in kink knows it's so much more than that. I can't break up with him for at least another month because my situation requires I depend on him. I can't help feeling like an outcast and weirdo for my kinks that have always come naturally to me. I think BDSM dynamics between two people are beautiful and should be cherished. The dominant submissive relationship is so much more than just a kink to me. It's about giving and taking from each other, releasing emotions, finding and setting boundaries. It's about love. I know it can also just be casual, but for me, it's not. Is that so weird? I know I went off track. I don't have kink friends to discuss this matter with. Does anyone else have experience in a vanilla relationship? How did it work out? And is that even possible? I am not going to answer her questions because that to me is not the important part. That's what Reddit mm-hmm. was there to help her with. Yeah. Uh, but I have so many thoughts. But okay. before I suck up all the oxygen, feel free. Go, go for it. Well, you know, I, I'm reading this and, and I can kind of commiserate. Because yeah, being, you've been there. being in a vanilla relationship when you are kinky is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fun. I know for me, I tamped down my kink side mm-hmm. because, you know, same thing that this person said, you know, feel weird, is something wrong with me mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, because it's not the air n- quote normal. No, air quote normal. And, uh, you know, it, it can weigh on you. I also know from my experience and, and from others, you know, you can tamp that kind of thing down for a while, mm-hmm. um, but it don't stay down. Right. You know, it, it, it can manifest in, in a number of different ways. And, uh, yeah, it ain't, it ain't, it can't, it, it's not pretty. Right. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Here we go, folks. Here's the thing. So (laughs) I think if a person is like, I am casually interested in kink, but it's not an important part of who I am, that if you go, okay, I'm with a partner who's not into it, I think ultimately you can probably be okay with it. If there's Mm -hmm. enough else that's good, whatever. But this person described a way of seeing kink and power exchange that I like very much relate to it is how it's similar mm-hmm. to how I would des- describe it, yeah. which means this is not a casual, I'm just kind of like here to try some kinky sex. This is something this person wants. And here's the problem I find. And sometimes we can't help it. And I get it. When you are around somebody who both sort of negates the thing you like and th- finds it weird or freaks out, that is how you start in part going, oh, this isn't normal. I feel bad. I just should want normal sex. <laughs> this person on the one hand can articulate their feelings about what is important to them in power exchange and kink. And on the other hand, because they are exposed to a partner who they are clearly incompatible with, they then have shame and doubt creep in because that is yeah. what they are surrounded by because they mm-hmm. don't have kink friends. Cause I, I right. feel like if they had kink friends, if they had a munch if, to go if to, they, if, they, if had they had that community that helped support them group, they had a chat text thing going and they could go, Oh my God, 
my partner just said this to me and I feel bad about it. The kink friends, the good ones would be like, cause they don't fucking get it. And what you want is great. And it could be a little bit more normalized for them and it could be validated for them. They're not getting any validation that the thing that they articulate well, that they understand can be beautiful is okay to have. And so now they're with somebody who could, could be a, a wonderful human being clearly is not right for them. Right. And they're spending a life with a person who is diminishing the things that are very important to them. They're, I don't think that person's diminishing them in a um, negative way, in a, in a toxic way. I think that person has very clear preferences. This person has very clear preferences. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about at least a het appearing uh, relationship where this person's like, is it okay to, to, to want better sex that I'm getting? Mm -hmm. Yes, my dear, it is okay. Yeah. It, sexual incompatibility gets to be, maybe not for everybody, but it gets to be a factor in deciding if this is a person you wanna be with. For some people, it won't matter. The right. sexual incompatibility will not be a deciding factor. It won't matter enough to them. For others, it will matter. And that gets to be okay. And that is the message I want more people to realize like you wouldn't, you know, you would find them incompatible if they lived an entire lifestyle that a vanilla lifestyle that you absolutely hated. You and I would never have worked if your every spare moment was spent camping, fishing. I mean, you liked to camp, you liked to fish. Yeah. But if it was like, you were a mountain climber, you were a surfer, if you were out there doing the things, I'd be like, that's a really cool person to do those things. But that is not a person that I can you, be, like yeah. that would make us incompatible for me. Other people would say that does not make them incompatible and that's okay. If those things get to be incompatibilities, they live in another continent and that's not the long distance relationship I want. That is an incompatibility that mm -hmm. we go, okay. We, but sex, we we negate it. We go, oh, that shouldn't be an incompatibility. Why? Yeah. Why, why? Well, I mean, I know why, but also mm -hmm. why? So the, the reason I picked this is we know the fucking answer, but it was more about how she started off saying she feels ashamed for wanting kinky right. sex. She only feels ashamed about it because she's with a person who cannot give it to her that in the way she wants, cannot embrace it for her, is not embracing it for her. Mm -mm. The lesson for her is you can't make somebody be your kinky no. dominant. You got to go find somebody who wants to be that. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make right. it kinky. And <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Like that is the thing that got to me about that. It's, you know, um, I'm like, yeah, of course you feel ashamed because you're not around mm -hmm. anybody who's telling you there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. And you want a certain type of sexual life, but there's something in your head telling you that that shouldn't be a factor in deciding if this person is right for you. Yes, the fuck it should. Yes, the fuck it should. Some of us would not care. Some of us would care greatly. I care greatly. I could not live with vanilla sex. We've mm -hmm. talked about this. We're like, we're we're best friends under all this. We're good as a team and a relationship. If the power exchange went away tomorrow, that's not fucking happening, by the way. I would unconsensually, non-consensually keep calling him daddy. He would we would be like, take your, your hearing aids out. I got to say the word, put them back in. You don't have to hear it, but I got to say it, right? But you want to know the thing that I don't think I could be okay with sexually. <clears throat> now that we, we've seemed to have found our mojo again, it's it's been a little delightful. Yeah. On some level, I have to feel like the sex is kinky. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the same kinky sex we've had for 10 years. Right. As we age, it's going to change. It's going to be different, right. But if I don't get the 
the element of, oh, that feels kinky. Yeah. Then I'm going to be sorely disappointed, right? I that that gets to be a problem for me that I then decide how do I want to handle it. I like how she seems to have tried all of the things. She's like, yeah, let's explore together. Um, hey, mm-hmm. okay, this isn't for you. I respect that. Can I go explore on my own? <clears throat> right. The only thing left is I, I don't think we can be in a relationship. Yeah. Together. And and I mean from from reading what was there, their partner doesn't seem judgmental. Really? The way they describe it, no. But being dismissive as he is is can be just as bad. That's I think what a big portion where the shame is coming yeah. from. It to me, I would this would have been a less interesting thing to respond to if they had done the typical, you know, I'm kinky, they're not. How why do I do? I mean, that's not a fun question. I've answered that question mm-hmm. eighty five times. It's the shame aspect of yeah. it. Because you hang around the wrong one. We need to get you some kink friends yeah. who are good enough friends that you can go, you know, give me a, give me a gut check here. Mm-hmm. Like, am I seeing this wrong? Cause yeah, that's the thing that I think for them needs to occur. It needs to feel normal to want and expect and right. seek out kink and they're not going to get it from this partner. And so, you know, what are they doing there? If they can, I understand why they said they couldn't leave for like another month, yeah. right? Because of their living situation. Okay, take care of that part first. Mm-hmm. Get to where you can be safe and right. you know you've got a roof over your head. But then, what are we doing here? Yeah. Are, yep. No, let, let us move on. I agree. Okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the headline. Oh. oh. <laughs> the headline is delightful. I don't remember the question anymore. Yeah. But the head, the little title. Have I tamed my brat? (laughs) This may be a unique situation. I, 23 female, have a brat, also 23 female. Mm -hmm. She knows how to get under my skin and make me put her in her place. In the beginning of our relationship, she was the most disrespectful little bitch, practically begging to be pinned to a wall by her throat. Oh my God. I'm sorry. (laughs) I need a moment. A little declamped. Yeah. As of the last (laughs) year or so, we don't have too much of this. We're horny and have multiple scenes a week, but she doesn't brat anymore. She just wants it. If I touch her, she's free use. Hardly anything disrespectful comes out of her mouth if she says much at all. Have I tamed her? How do I entice the brat to come out? Mm. There might have been some taming there. Not in like the way you stereotypically think of taming. True. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there there definitely may have been some taming going on there. Um, you know, especially I think they say, you know, they knew how to get under their skin and, you know, put her in her place. Right, right, right. So, you know, definitely that. And and I also wonder, too, if, you know, as the as their relationship progressed, um, that they were feeling more comfortable. They're feeling safe. Feeling safe. Mm-hmm. So was able to to back off on the brat. I definitely thought that. The other thing I thought was, what if in the beginning they didn't know how to say, this is what I want, this is what I need. And so- It came out as bratting. They acted out to get it. Mm -hmm. And, or, what was the other one? I was just fucking there. What was it? Oh Oh. God. Oh fuck, how does that happen? Um, The other thing that came to me was um, wanting- their par- dominant partner to prove that they could handle them and be dominant. Some, not everybody, but some people mm. will fight 
because they want they don't want to just give it freely. They don't feel safe they, they, to give it freely. They, they want not it their wrestled style. from them. They yeah. want it taken from them. Yeah. And then it, if that were the case for this person, then yes, as they started to feel safe and realize that they were mm-hmm. going to get what they wanted, they didn't have to fight for it anymore. I, I mean, you know, let, let's be honest. You know, with you, it was the opposite. As you felt more safe, you became more sassy. You know, so it it's not a far stretch to say, say that the if they opposite. the opposite yeah okay yeah I, and i i think that it, it all depends on the motivation for where the bratting came from if the mm-hmm. if the if your partner's even aware of it so sometimes you you behave in a way and you don't necessarily know why you haven't explored yeah. it so yes i think something happened where they didn't feel like that's how what they needed to do to get mm-hmm. what they wanted and or let's be real it's possible that they really wanted that in the beginning and their desires have shifted or morphed in a way that they might not say no to that but they maybe just aren't actively seeking it out either what they're getting now is good and so yeah. so then let's move on to how do you entice the brat to come out well I, I, I think the only way to, to entice that, that's going to be to sit down and have a conversation. Yep. I All think, right? yep. Um, you know, hey, I, I, I like where our relationship is gone. I like what, you know, the, the things that we, we do, but I kind of miss this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, can, yep. we, can we incorporate this back into right. our I dynamic? Right, I had fun doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, is that something you would have fun doing? You know, and maybe, yeah. depending on where the conversation goes, maybe even explore where that came from then, if your mm-hmm. partner's thought about it and has some insight. And, you know, if it is a, oh, I thought we had to fight, or, you know, they could be, I thought you didn't want me to fight anymore. Or I'm trying to yeah. be a good girl. I'm trying to, you know, who knows? Who knows yeah. what's going on in their mm-hmm. mind? Mm-hmm. But I think I, it depends on their personality, but I think that somebody who took pleasure at one point in the fight, in the bratting, in the, the back talk, in the, in the whatever, however that manifested, I think if they know that it is appreciated and they feel safe to bring that back, they can find it again. Oh, yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't doubt that. I do think yeah. it depends on why they were doing it in the first place. But mm-hmm. if it's if it is a fun thing to them or if it was fun, then it, it's possible to find it again. Yeah. You just have to mm-hmm. have a, a conversation. But yeah, there was no way I was skipping that fucking question. Yeah, no. I'll be, my right, I'll be right back. OK, you're walking away as I'm going to read the next one. <laughs> I figured that was a good time to uh, segue out for a second. Okay. Yeah, this next one is long, and when I read it originally, I was like, I think it might be a little convoluted, but hopefully when I read it, I will. It's a a long, it's a long one. Oh, my goodness. It's a long one. Okay. Uh, The title is Triggered Before Seen, Wasn't Aware, Will Be a Double Femme Sub Session, Also Very Lost on the Dynamic. Mm. Uh, Giving some context, I, 34 female, a switch, come from a vanilla lifestyle where I know nothing about BDSM except I've always felt kinky and meeting a femdom was something I always wanted. Mistress and I recently got into strictly non-romantic DS in the past four to five months ago. I met her on a dating app. Apparently I was colored pretty quickly instead of 10 plays I got it in two. I guess she saw something in me. Our communication has always been regular fun, although we are long distance. Our DS grew and I had sessions uh, whereby I stayed with her for days um, to and 
to be her total slave and serve her. It's like a CNC play and I never had issue for her using me. For context, Mistress always says she's very different from other doms, um, whereby her kink must turn her subs on. I've always enjoyed her company out of scene and her other live-in male sissy slave. From our first trip, feelings did grow among the three of us and she calls it a thruple. For context to the said title, back in late last year, we had some tension in the DS when I was staying with her for the second time. It started from the displeasure of her live-in male sissy, it's that person's her life partner, that I'm getting too much leeway as a sub and slave. Things happen and I got very hypervigilant and I got dysregulated emotionally. I come from an abusive authoritarian family background. I could see where that would happen then. Mm -hmm. I admit I wasn't at my best at the second trip. I did a lot of mistakes and said things that hurt as well. Her male sissy always said I'm a mess and a psycho for letting emotions get in the way and I kept topping from the bottom and coming up with expectations. I was very upset and hurt and felt very unsafe. I told them I will do my best to work on my attitude and behavior. Because of this incident, mistress said we are no longer like a thruple and I will only be remained as a BDSM contact. Just to meet and play, nothing more. I was very upset, but I accepted it because I wanted to keep the dynamic. I know mistress plays and meets subs and fem subs regular and prior to this, I've been getting less and less attention and emotional connection from her. Fast forward to our recent meetup, Mistress is around my area for a short trip. We don't meet very often, like every two months once she flies in for trips or holidays. She did her best to always include me or try to meet me during her stay. Obviously, I'm very excited about it, of the planning and the waiting. Before the play, there's one thing we agreed months back. I will be caned and watched by a girl or guy and be caned by them as humiliation play. So I'll be caned while they watch and then mm-hmm. I'll be caned by them. Okay. But no, apparently, prior to the session, she said she will also be doming this new sub she met after the caning and she wanted us to play together sexually. I got triggered and upset and had no clue what was happening. I thought we agreed on part one and I had no idea on the second part of things. I was upset because I thought I would get to spend more time with mistress because we're on long distance and I rarely see her. I spoke to her openly and shared my concerns and she said she's fine with it and she'll play the session fairly. Both me and the other new femme sub got impact play and that and that's all that happened for the night. Mistress did give me aftercare and spoke about it. I also told her that knowing the new girl now, I'm pretty okay to double play next time, considering this is my first group play. I also apologized that I let my upset ruin her plans she had, told her it was very self selfish and insecure of me. She said she'd never do a double session again, and I sent she was very disappointed with me. <laughs> You're grinding your teeth over there. Yes, I am. Her male slave said the same thing that I was a messed up psycho that kept screwing up the scenes and could have ended well. Um, that could have ended well if I'd kept my emotions in check. I said I really had no clue on the second part of the session. If not, I would if I'd had an early heads up. And then again, I was accused of topping from the bottom. There's a big old long update that I'm not going to get into. The, yeah. the main story was mm-hmm. in depth enough and fucked up enough yeah okay you've been sighing and and clenching over there yeah Go ahead. um walk away run 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 yeah. the fuck away yeah um you know what double sessions can be fun mm-hmm. okay we've experienced sure um but not without talking about it first you know Right. And and knowing, ah, you know, it's uh, no. It's toxic and, from and top to bottom. It is from the very and, first. Bit. And even from the other partner, you yeah, know, gaslighting them. You're you're psycho. You're this. You're that. You're not doing this. Yeah. Who what the fuck? The are you? fuck? <laughs> Who the 
exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, that is not a healthy relationship. No, none of this okay? is healthy. It, it's, when you started reading it, it started out sounding good. Yeah. Okay. You know, but gosh darn it. Damn it. <laughs> she sprung this on this person mm-hmm. last minute, getting ready to do the scene. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, you were bad. We're not ever going to do anything like this again. Right. It's, I mean, but that, you know what's funny? Fucking childish. That, but it starts well before that. You can see the bullshit coming before we even get there because um, I'm not sure why this Dom thinks that they are somehow special, that they feel like their kinks have to be a turn on for their sense of, a lot of Doms would prefer to only play with people who are turned on by their kinks. Like that's just a compatibility issue. Uh, Second of all, I was very, I don't know if it's a community thing or a culture thing from like maybe another part of the world or whatever, but this whole, I was collared really fast. Some people, it's usually 10 sessions and this time it was two. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, there's no standard. No. Uh, there might be a community norm in an area. I could, you know, fine, but there's still no standard. Second of all, I mean, I'll tell you this, even if I saw a bunch of super healthy stuff, I would still go, you've only been around one another twice and you're already like former formally collared. I've already got yeah. questions, that's real fast. Then hanging out with this person's life partner who's also in a dynamic with them a couple of times and it being okay, the the Dom does not get to unilaterally decide they're now in a thruple. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, the other submissive who was calling this person psycho, um sounds toxic as fuck i'll give benefit of the doubt were they consulted that they even wanted to be in this relationship and are they acting out now they're taking it out on the wrong fucking person Person, yeah they need to be taking it up with their dominant partner Mm -hmm. but so they're just a problem all together as well so (laughs) before we've even gotten to the scene like it's problem 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 yeah none of this is okay Mm-mm. like <laughs> and you know and the no. fact that you would say i we did not negotiate this this extra person and yeah. this kind of scene and i am not comfortable with this right now that is not fucking topping from the bottom Nothing no it's about not that is topping no from it's the not bottom. and then to have gone oh well now i know this person i've been thrown in this situation that i did not ask for but okay we're here now I, I've, I've gotten to know this person a little bit in this moment. We've had this experience that was not the original scene. We can do a double session next time if you want. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But then to, to, to be the type of air quote now, Dom, who's like, it did not go the exact way I envisioned that I did not get your consent for for the first time. So we can never do it. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, to the submissive, I'd be like, no, never fucking do that again. Run. Run for the hills. Yeah. Get the fuck there, out of there. there However, there's some, there, there's some definite red flags oh, yeah. floating around there, and oh, yeah. and and not just from the dominant, but yeah, also I mean, from the other submissive. And of course, now I mean because I'm nosy and nosy, um, I'm like, okay, what's that dynamic like? Are they toxic together? Yeah. Or are they great together? But they. They're trying to do things that bring out. I mean, I would assume they're toxic together, that they're each allowing and doing things that nobody else would ever fucking allow them to do. Mm -hmm. And so then it's normalized. And they're like, oh, this is, we get to do this. And so I'll just do this to any rando. Mm -hmm. And a rando with not a lot of experience would be like, wait, this doesn't feel right, but is this this okay? No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it's a hot mess 
it from is. start to fucking finish. Yep. We're not waving a red flag. We are in a parade. And a the color guard flags. all has red yeah. flags. And, and they, they, th- this person needs to turn their back, walk away. Yes. Uh, you know, lesson learned. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one. All right. Um, okay. So I put this in. Okay. Because we don't talk about this with dominance often enough. Mm-hmm. So here we go. All right. Do any doms have performance issues? My dom and hubby is having trouble with getting and or staying hard right now due to some meds he has to take. Even with Viagra, it's a hit or miss thing. Have you guys had any similar problems? And if so, how did you handle it in a scene? Did you just end the session or use toys instead? Just looking for more ways to make it less of a downer if it doesn't go the way we wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be a time to explore one of two things. Scenes without sex. Yeah. Or redefining sex Exa- to not be and, and that, penetration. That was, that was the first thing that came to my mind because sex is a lot more than just it's penetration. It's all of the things. It, it is yeah. all of the things. It, the penis does not have to take center stage in every correct. sexual encounter. Correct. I mean, we've done that before in the past where, you know, I've not been feeling, right. you know, up to things in, in the moment. But uh, I definitely was able to make you feel good and yeah, and satisfied are. okay so you know there there are definitely ways to to work around that mm-hmm. so you know yeah it, it's a matter of redefining what you know the common conception of sex is right and that tends to be the biggest downfall with folks who have a penis and it's not performing the way they're used to it performing they somehow think that they have lost their sex life completely. They cannot mm-hmm. satisfy their partner. A partner can have that feeling of, uh-oh, you're yeah. not sticking it in me. We're clearly not doing something. It's like, Ugh. so let's talk about some things that we have done. Definitely mm-hmm. play with sex toys. Vibrators yeah. are just, they're just there. They're yeah. just, but you've, you've absolutely just used a dildo yeah. or your fingers, quite frankly. I mean, I know there are so many people who feel threatened mm-hmm. by toys. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? No, I don't. They're tools. It, they're they're tools. Um, they make my job easier in some way. I'm all for it. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> your dick gets a break. Your hand gets a break. Your mouth gets a break. Like whatever. Like find the toy that feels good and give your body a break. Yeah. Or you get to go longer. Like our whole thing has always been. Um, I'm gonna. I mean, unless we're playing with edging and orgasm control, and those scenes that that I don't think of it as a scene with a definite short term start and finish, but it's kind of a scene mm-hmm. where it could last. It could last a while, right? Unless when we're not playing that way, when it's like this is about pleasure and get let's let's get you off, right? You have always prioritized my pleasure, like before you. Before we fuck and you come, if you fuck at all, if we fuck at all, mm-hmm. I'm going to have minimum of two or three because I'm capable of multiple. Not everybody's capable of that. I'm going to get mine in some way. It's going to be filthy. It's going to be kinky. It's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be raw. And then when you know that I'm basically the equivalent of a wet dish rag, <laughs> 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 um, it's been wrung the fuck out. Then if you're like wanting to feel in it, capable of it, 
then you might there might be penetration yeah and then you might worry about your own orgasm but mm-hmm. i mean i still remember the very visceral what the fuck of we fucked we played had my multiple orgasms and then you stopped before there i was like what you were like i was enjoying myself but i didn't need to go you know we didn't mm-hmm. have to go that far ironically last night <laughs> you were like oh we're going until i do yeah and that was marathon that was a while uh, <laughs> i was like <laughs> i'm tired um but yeah i think it's really about rethinking what sex is mm-hmm. centering the penis a little bit less yeah because quite frankly depending on what that partner gets pleasure from as a dom they might discover that there are other ways to experience satisfaction and pleasure without having to stick their dick in something you know it's possible because for you i know you've said it sometimes the satisfaction you get is like what you do to me like Mm -hmm. how hard am i screaming right how red is my skin have i started crying yet yeah have have i got you you know squirming and and writhing on the bed yeah yeah right Mm -hmm. so yeah they're yeah, I think it's two things. It's three things. Get some mm-hmm. toys to, to do the job that the penis can't do yeah. at times. Redefine what the fuck sex is. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, decenter the penis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, these are going quicker than I thought they would. I, 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 they're going quicker. Okay. Okay, here we go. Mm. Um, am I topping from the bottom for saying what I want? So I, 28 female, have been in a relationship with my partner, 51 male, for eight years. There's a bit of a backstory, but I'm gonna focus on the issue at hand here. He's asked if I'm still submissive as he's noticed a lack of enthusiasm for me committing to my submissive role. I've told him, yes, he isn't wrong that I've been struggling a little and that in order to offer the kind of submission he wants, I need to feel romantic desire. I need to feel that he wants me for my body and mind and not just that I can opt that I can offer as a willing body to be used for his own benefit. I want to feel wanted and desired for me as a person in order to get turned on and want to submit. He told me by asking this, I'm topping from the bottom. I'm putting in my own necessities by saying, if you want this, you'll have to give me that. And that's not reasonable slash I'm not being submissive. As far as I'm concerned, submission is earned, not taken. And I've upset him by saying that if you have If you having to give me some romance before I submit is me topping from the bottom, it is what it is. Okay, I'm I'm here for her. (laughs) Right. He's not happy with that. Mm, Shocking. Right. I've been in the BDSM community for a long time now, so being accused of topping from the bottom has hurt a little as it's somewhat frowned upon in the community. But also, if asking for a blatant show of romantic desire is topping from the bottom, I'll happily take that on board because that's simply how I feel and I accept that it is what it is. Uh, thanks for any feedback. I feel at a crossroad right now and don't really know if I'm right or wrong and it'd be nice to get clarification. Like I say, if this is topping from the bottom, I'm not even mad about it anymore because I'm being true to myself, but I'm still curious if he's right because I'm thinking surely wanting to feel romantic desire isn't an unreasonable request from a sub to a dom. I don't know, I'm just confused right now. Thank you for your help and opinions. So let's get one thing straight. I got opinions. Yeah. But one of the things is, it is okay to want romantic desire, affection. Sure. It is also okay not to want that. Yeah. That's called incompatibility though. Mm-hmm. That's to me, that's like the simplest one. Yeah. But let, let's get let's get into the the 
the other bits. Um, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> um, not topping from the bottom. No, it's not topping, not from, topping from the goddamn bottom. bottom. Not. That's easy. Not. Um, you know, ugh. You know, just because someone identifies as a little F doesn't S doesn't mean they cannot request things that they want. Or that they might not have requirements of what it takes to get them in the headspace yeah. to be the partner that you want them to be. Mm-hmm. We all, I mean, we've, ha- we've had this conversation so many times. We all have needs. Right. To the extent that a partner is capable of it, we, we deserve to have mm-hmm. those needs met. Yep. Does getting those needs met look different in power exchange than it would look outside of power exchange? Of course, of course. Sure. But that does not negate the fact that you get to have fucking needs. Right. That's been a topic, an episode topic on my mind. Not that we haven't had that conversation before, but Mm. to like, like get into it a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Here's the thing that stands out to me. The age gap. Y'all, I'm shrugging. Mm. We got an 18 year age gap. Yeah. They've been together for eight years. So she was 20 when they got together. Okay, so that makes me wonder how much power exchange knowledge did she have before? True. Um, clearly, she's educated herself somewhere along mm-hmm. lines because I uh, she was another one where at the end I'm like I agree with you, I agree with you, yeah, I, right, yeah. That being said, <laughs> mm-hmm. what's happened in the past eight years? Because <laughs> there was a time when she could be the little S partner and she could do those things and she could get into the headspace and now she can't. So either there's been a self-discovery on her mm-hmm. end, there's uh, been a lack of something on his end. Something has happened. happened. Yeah. And instead of, you know, him coming to her and going, I see some differences here. Some things have shifted. Can we talk about this? What's mm-hmm. going on? How do we need to whatever? He's throwing out the, well, this is not a me problem. This is a you problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you just need to submit because I told you to. Fuck you and the horse <laughs> you rode in on. Yeah. Um, I will go back to, we talked about it in the age gaps episode. We are not here to give side eye to Mm-mm. age gaps. Age gaps are not inherently predatory. They are not, they are not, they are not. However, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when 20 year old her met, what, he would have been 43. Yeah. Was he her first intro into this? Mm-hmm. And did he use, he's using manipulation tactics now to tell her that that proclaiming her wants and, and communicating her wants is topping from the bottom. Yeah, so if no. he's using them now, eight no. years later, did he use manipulation to get her in the first place? I have questions. It's the thing I'll never get to know, but I do have questions. This yeah. is one of those times where I am giving side eye to the age mm-hmm. gap because... Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounds like, you know, Tayshu brought it up in the live chat and, and we've talked about this numerous times in the past. This sounds like one of those instances where this person is taking, taking, taking and not doing anything to refill the well and the well is beginning to run Submissive dry. Submissive needs are not being met. And right. so therefore they've got to a point where like, I cannot give you what you want without getting what i need Mm -hmm. and the thing is is ultimately we come down to incompatibility if that's what she needs and he does Mm -hmm. not want to give it she's not bad no she's just with the wrong partner she needs a partner who wants to give her what she needs because they they want to do that either for her or because they agree that they need the same thing it doesn't matter how they get there but 
he strikes me as somebody who maybe didn't have to work real hard for Mm -hmm. that person's submission and now he's being asked to work Work for it it. and doesn't want to fucking work for it and and you know it's it's another one of those things where whether you're in the lifestyle whether you're not in the lifestyle you know in in any relationship people change people grow right okay best case scenario people grow together right ideally okay ideally people can grow together and and you move on to new chapters in your life Mm -hmm. um the the not so ideal situation is that as one person grows the other grows apart right (laughs) and that is very common Mm -hmm. that's very common you know and 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 that is something unfortunately that is inherent in in human nature and and it is not um you know something that that you can say well this doesn't happen in a ds relationship because it does and it can right because we're just people right just a different flavor of people yeah something that stands out to me Mm-hmm. Um, in her post was he told me by asking this that I'm topping from the bottom I'm putting in my own necessities by saying if you want this you'll have to give me that and that that makes her not submissive that strikes yeah. me that attitude strikes me as the same energy of why should I thank you for doing the thing that you're supposed to do yeah no thank you I, I find that distasteful the that to me is the same energy of why should I tell you what i need when you should should just be able to see right yeah we just it'll come out uh, a few (laughs) days after this uh episode we just did our q a episode and it there was there's a flavor of some of this tude here yeah yeah that that particular person's dom was like why do i have to tell you what to do you have eyes just do what you see needs to be done that's Mm -hmm. kind of the same energy why are you asking for any fucking effort from me i just want to do what the fuck i want to do call myself the dom and I don't actually want to have to put any effort or work into it. Yeah. And this person's like, I'm not even asking for that much. I'm asking for like a bare minimum, mm-hmm. of like a, a base level. Right. You know, and ultimately you're incompatible. Break it up Yep. to the, you know, Lesson separate learned. your lives to the extent that you can go find somebody who can give you what you want. Mm-hmm. But also this, this Dom is shitty. Yeah. It's I don't want to have to put that effort in, so I'm gonna. It's manipulation. I don't want to put the effort in, so I'm gonna make you feel bad for asking. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna tell you you're not a good submissive. You're not real. You're doing kink wrong because I don't like the demand you've placed on me. Yeah. I don't like the fact that you have set expectations and expect me as the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing <laughs> Oz slash Dom to actually provide it. I know. I know. <laughs> distasteful yeah it it is it is yeah oh mm. good we've had like a whole run of other than a, well at least one dom's being shitty <laughs> great great i mean i'm impressed with the brat tamer who did their job so well their brat was like i don't even need to brat anymore right I'm just getting i'm right? just getting it good i don't have to yeah. fight for this anymore um that one impresses me mm-hmm. <laughs> so weirdly that's it. That's it. We got through those quick. Wow. I know. Uh, did I? I mean, I didn't. I know I didn't. But also, did I use up all my rambling power last week? 
<laughs> I didn't. I have more ramble in I, me. I was going to say, I don't think that, that, that is a well I don't think will ever go dry. No. <laughs> my, look, my brain rambles, so then the words come out <sighs> somehow more rambly. It all makes sense in my head until I try and start putting words to it. Um, so, yeah, uh, as always, uh, people are fucked up. <laughs> and, and most of the time, the answer is, uh, should you be with that person? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am grateful that the answers were not all just fucking have a conversation. Yeah, I know. That, right? was, that was delightful. Yes. Um, but yes. it does feel like some of the answers were, yeah, throw that one out out mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. get you a new a new one <laughs> a new one of whatever you don't need that one it's no good yeah yeah no. move along move along yeah nothing to see here <laughs> i do think i'm getting a lot more comfortable with and i don't ever want to be dismissive of clearly nuanced um issues that people go through relationship issues yeah. but i am becoming a lot more comfortable with why are you still together <laughs> I used to hate giving that advice or, I know. or offering that as a, a, a viewpoint because mm-hmm. it was like, but what? But some, sometimes that's. What if there's some mysterious detail I can't see and they can work it out? And now I'm like, no, throw that one back. No, <laughs> you don't want that one. <laughs> no, that one's not good for you. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it's a very, I also always kind of shied away from saying the answer is don't be together because that's kind of a very trite simple answer oh Mm -hmm. it's difficult just in the relationship but that's that's not my vibe either it's like why are you subjecting yourself to this right (laughs) and like why (laughs) so um that's that's the episode part of the episode yes we'll go into a bonus section um just a quick reminder we won't rehash it because I don't don't want to stop for a trigger warning, but we do have the GoFundMe link in the places um, for the thing we talked about at the top. If you have even a dollar to spare, do not put yourself in financial jeopardy for anything like this for anybody. T- take care of you. Mm-hmm. However, if you've got a little to spare. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's now we I guess sure bonus uh huh what are words I don't know I'm on my second coffee too I feel like I feel like we should there's a problem here yes there is and I will need like a sweet tea or a diet coke in a minute for the next thing we're doing after this so true true I'll be hopped up on caffeine <laughs> oh boy oh boy okay um, so are we good I don't know. Keep it kinky, y'all. I will see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can we talk to the crickets? Um, now, if I say yes to that and, and you turn around and say, I got nothing. Okay, then what's the point of me giving you permission to talk to the crickets? So here's the thing. I don't, I know that there's something I've been meaning to like say, but can Mm -hmm. I remember it? No, I'll have to start babbling and rambling about random shit to get that train back on the tracks. Okay. So technically it's not that I got nothing. It's that I can't find it. Okay, I have lost it. Uh, take that however you'd like. I have lost it. Um, 
Well, so, you better tie a flag to it so you can find it. Do you know how many flags I would be tying? It's the same reason I don't put little tabs when I read a physical book because everything yeah, is tabbed. I've seen, I've everything seen, is seen, tabbed, nothing is tabbed. I have tabbed. seen books that you've tabbed. <laughs> I don't highlight for that reason you know, I have seen books that you tabbed and what that can bring. So to answer your actual question, uh, I want the freedom to be able to just like let the brain come straight out the mouth mm -hmm. to the crickets without getting in trouble. So therefore, I always want to ask. Yeah. But the reality is, is I don't always have a specific topic or, or I haven't found it yet. I'm flailing about in the, the dark crevices of my crazy brain to find it. But I need your permission to have that freedom to be able to stumble my way through to a topic. So I have to ask, but I also have to be honest that sometimes I don't know what to say. So does that make it <laughs> clear as mud or did you follow that? I, it's okay if you didn't, I barely did. I did enough. Okay. Okay. You caught the gist. Yeah. Yeah. So, Go ahead and talk to the crickets. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I there was something I was like, I will talk about that in the bonus section. I don't fucking remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I you don't need know. to keep pen and paper with you and make notes. You, you could, know that? Do you really want me to be making notes of everything I think <laughs> that I would like to relay later? You and I could never have a conversation again. I could never focus on anything else when the mind just starts whirling. And I do think of a whirly gig, like in my brain, it's just, we spin it up. You hear that little like whine sound, like that's what's happening up there. Okay. I could have sworn there was something. So I'll, I'll do a rundown. We went to the 18 year olds concert last week. It was uh -huh. delightful. It was. It's delightful. Mm -hmm. um, overfed him at Culver's. I, it was funny. I texted him before the concert and was like, uh, "Are we? Let's become our tradition after his concerts. Now, do you want to go to Culver's? Because we can get custard and have dessert because we will have already eaten dinner. And if he wants to, like a meal, he, he can eat a meal. To eat, yeah. And he goes, "I am not saying no to free food." I said, "Spoken like a college student." <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and then we could not all stop talking with one another. Mm -mm. So the concert started at 7.20. By around 8.30-ish, it was done, give or take. By like nine, we were at Culver's. We did not leave Culver's until 10.30. <laughs> we got to the parking lot of his apartment complex to drop him off. We did not actually get back in our vehicle and have him walk inside until like 11.30, 11.45. Which means on a, on a Thursday night, and I'm too old for this shit when I work on a Friday. Uh, we did not get home until 1230 in the morning mm -hmm. because we could not stop talking to one another. What? And he had to catch us up on stuff. And he's very introspective. These, he's always been introspective, but he's super introspective these days. He's yeah. trying to figure himself out. He's going through that like moment in life. And then I'm trying to like keep him, you know, up on everything going on with his little brother because there's been like all kinds of medical stuff and then you know a little bit of what's going on with us but he didn't really care we're just the parents and so there was just and then and then my heart grew 85 sizes because the big brother told the little brother here are the things i think you need to do to be healthy now have the adults in this child's life advised him of these things a hundred yes. million times of course 
but the big yes. brother said it and next thing you know the kid the little ones and he i say little child's almost six two and he's 14. but his little face just lit up like i am receiving knowledge from the heavens this is gospel i will follow this mm -hmm. for my whole lifetime um yeah. and it was delightful to watch uh, i didn't even get annoyed that i was like those are words i've actually said i've actually told you to do that mm -hmm. it's fine it's mm -hmm. fine you needed to hear it from a different messenger it's fine um but yeah so that was good mm -hmm. it um was. we're recording podcast listeners are time traveling here we're recording on valentine's we uh, will not do anything major there, we did not do cards no. i do not have flowers there are no gift giving one because we don't really do much of that too can't afford it we are having a steak dinner at our house cooked on our grill mm -hmm. um and that is fine we don't really do date night steak dinners on a wednesday no. usually so it's special yep. <laughs> um i right before we started recording and streaming i got off was on the phone with my mother i do not ever think of my mother as a typical boomer she is she's right on the cusp between um boomer and gen x she's mm -hmm. in that like five six year pocket where there's crossover and she never I mean, her whole thing is, I will not be a Karen. You fucking kidding me? I'll not be a Karen. And she <laughs> tends to be more tech savvy, and she's like, she's real cautious about stuff. So, you know, you hear about elderly people getting scammed, right? And I'm always like, okay, I need to be aware of this, but I think it'll be fine. My mother calls <laughs> to. I had heard what Monday they'd been they'd gotten caught in a scam. Her and my evil stepdad. Yeah. And she'd had to like spend hours dealing with the bank and the credit card companies and the credit bureaus and like all this stuff to fix it. She called me to, or had me call her today. Cause she was like, I have to, I, I need your advice. Am I, you know, have I done everything I'm supposed to do? And she details the scam for me. And I was like, but you're, I don't think of you as old. She's like, she told me, she was like, I am mortified that we even got caught in this scam. It was one. And you had told me that was an old one. Yeah. About around quite a while your computer pops up with a message and a blaring alarm sound telling you you have to call Microsoft security or fraud or whatever it's called and gives you this massive sense of urgency that if you don't like, I don't know, your laptop's gonna be mission impossible and blow up or something, I don't know. So even though she knows not to click links for mysterious emails and not to respond to people she doesn't know, they placed that phone call and got scammed, got so close to getting scammed. They did not lose any money thank God, but they did absolutely for half a second, believe a person on the phone when they said, you can't tell anybody in your bank that you're talking to me on the phone. We think this is an inside job. They also got suckered into people can listen in on your phone call. They also got suckered into, oh, well, we're showing that you spent $35,000 on Pornhub. <sighs> so, I did not tease my mother about it. I did not give her grief. I talked her through what she was calling to ask me about. Um, and then I was like, hey, here are some things to keep in mind <laughs> for the future. And she even said, um, I am mortified. I am so embarrassed that we let this happen to us. I thought we were better than this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well. Well, that's, that's like, I get the email quite a bit that says, you know, uh, if you don't pay us, uh, you know, 50, oh, 50 grand, 
I'm going to leak your pictures on the inter- all over the internet. My favorite is when I get that email to a Kayla Lord's account. I'm like, yeah. baby, my pictures are already there. Right? You I'm, can't I'm, scare me with I'm a good like, time. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead, leak them. I posted them already, but okay. Right? I mean, you know, post them somewhere I didn't think about. Maybe I'll get some new traction right, here, you know. Right. We're always looking for new audience members. Great. Yeah. I mean, I think what helps is I have had fake name accounts, like my, you know, public name or whatever, not my legal name. Technically, I have a DBA, so it's technically mm-hmm. a legal name in a way. But, yeah. you know, I've got so many of those kinds of accounts that I get these spam things that can't can't be connected to my real life they don't make any sense yeah um so that when i see them on my vanilla side and my legal name side i'm like okay i, I know i recognize that for what it is but as i explained to my mother i'm like basically if a person or an entity does not tell you that they are absolutely sending you an email or a text message don't trust anything <laughs> just don't, don't mm-hmm. trust anything mm-hmm. and she normally is very good about that she you know follows a lot of the same things i do she's like if i get a random message that says my package you know, is stuck at the warehouse, click this link. She's like, I go check where I placed an order to see if I even have a package. She's like, I don't yeah. click the links. I'm like, okay, you're, you're doing, I, it was the the blaring noise that panicked them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it took her two days to get it all sorted, but they didn't lose any money. So that's what really counts. But now yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, we've unlocked a new uh, adult child with older parents fear. Didn't know that was going to be on this year's mm-hmm, bingo card. Mm-hmm. So, yep. but yeah, so that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we apparently last week's very emotional conversation, and then the conversations we had before and after that, like what y'all see, is just like a part of it. We tip of the iceberg. We keep so to those speak. things going. Yeah. Uh, helped. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it did. I, it, I think it was cathartic for both of us to yes. kind of uh, get that all out. And I also think that we each maybe thought we understood how the other was feeling and seeing things, but to hear it like yeah. solidifies it because th- things have, things have been kinky is all I'm saying. Things right. have been very kinky in mm-hmm. in the good way, in the the way you want them to be. I'm right. just uh, <laughs> 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 we've had. I we think we've talked about this before since I started getting my hair uh, colored in vivid colors, which I have not done for months now, and I do not foresee it happening for months. The next color will be hot pink, but will we go silver blonde as all the color washes out first? Probably. Anyway, we've always. I've once I started coloring my hair in a vivid color, we had to negotiate about how you handle my hair right and it is if this is freshly washed hair it does not get to be pulled until it is no longer freshly washed like Mm -hmm. it gets freshly washed right before i've got to go to meet with people or before i got to get on camera tonight like this morning hair was washed don't touch it tonight if you want to touch my hair it's fine it'll be a couple (laughs) days before anybody sees me i don't think the dental hygienist will care when i go get my teeth cleaned on friday but (laughs) we had to because as jb called it we've been having kinky monkey sex lately <laughs> i had to the other night i was like okay tonight i'm not washed today tonight i have not washed my hair but tomorrow i will so if you want to have opportunities to have a reason to pull my hair tonight is a better night than tomorrow will be and then jb was tired and did not take the opportunity that night so then last night which was the night i was supposed to have washed my hair mm-hmm. i wasn't supposed to do it wednesday morning i was like but we didn't do anything the night before and i thought we would so then i said oh like in passing we we're gonna go run an errand i was like just so you know 
I am not washing my hair tonight and I will do it tomorrow. And we thankfully have the communication skills of being together long enough that he could pick up what I was putting down. Uh, <laughs> so I did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been good. That's mm-hmm. been good. I back in the day and not really that long ago, I was the type of person that if things went from kind of not great or eh, to really good, like a, a something switched and it was, we were back to something or I was back to doing something. I would get the, Oh, it'll be this way forever thinking, which <laughs> it will not. So I, how long will it last? I don't know. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it yeah. while it's happening. I mean, that that's kind of like my, um, feelings on on your libido peaking back out again i know and i don't it's not it's not being back on uh hormones because i haven't been on it long enough for any of that to be doing what it do Uh, i mean i've been reading a lot of smut (laughs) so much smut not always good smut certainly not always smut that hits my kinks but i am a lot of it I am in the middle of a series. It is the Irish Mafia. Last time I got shit for not coming in with the the series title. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to try and go get it for you. There you go. Um, It's all daddy baby girl themed, which, you know, unless you've just met me, you would understand why that would be of interest to me. <laughs> um, Boston Kings is the the series because they're like Irish mob um, in South Boston. Um, I've read the first three of the five books. Take me, daddy. Make me, daddy. Break me, daddy. Break me, daddy <laughs> was my favorite. <laughs> Break me, daddy was my favorite. Um, are they formulaic? Yes. Um do I wish that the author would get a little bit more creative in describing similar acts? Yes, this is the downside to reading an entire series back to back. You figure out an, an author's patterns, like their language patterns and the, the formulas they use and all that. But is it enough for me to go, why, why yes, it would be great if you could pull my hair <laughs> and my hair is available <laughs> to be pulled. So... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I uh, had to I had to be more open with one of the kids' teachers about uh, his neurodivergency and his health. And now I have a text message where she's asked me to call her. It's like, no, I sent you the multi-paragraph long email so that you could respond in email, not so we could have a fucking phone call. Mm. That was not on my list. Um, Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I have to do that. Mm -hmm. It's the only class where he's struggling. I mean, grade-wise, he's doing fine. But, like, online class that has requirements that just he would prefer not to do. And quite frankly, like, it's hard. The the part of me that doesn't like to deal with people I don't know and, and is looking at this online class going, I would hate doing that too, is at war with the mom in me that's like, yes, yes, yes. I, I but there are certain skills I've got to, to teach him because he, to be a, to, you know, one day possibly be an independent person, he's got to know how to do this, to, we just have to modify it so it fits his needs. But there is still the part of me going, yeah, if I could get out of it, I would too. <laughs> the sheer amount of things I will do to avoid making a phone call 
do I add 10 extra steps to try to do something <laughs> online <laughs> to avoid the phone call? Well, yes, I do. Yes, yes I do. Uh, is that helpful or productive? No, it is not. So, yeah. Yeah. So the mom part of me has to win this battle of we, we've got to we've got to have this conversation and figure this out. And mm-hmm. so he can do what he needs to do and have to do parts of a class that he does not like. But I hate it. I fucking hate yeah, it. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. so. And Silent says, you know, either the books aren't long or Caleb reads ridiculously fast. She reads insanely fast. Because it's brain candy. I, here's the thing. I am taking in the story as I'm reading it. I understand what's happening. I'm getting the details. I'm getting the point of it. I'm enjoying the story. Mm-hmm. I, because I read I don't read, I don't, I'm not thinking while I'm reading. It's literally my brain is shut off. It's the only part that's functioning is recognizing the words and their meaning and painting the picture in my head. But the moment I'm done with that book, could not tell you what, what are the characters' names? Don't remember. Um, the, the Daddy series, the Boston Kings series, I can, I can remember partly because the same characters show up in each book. They're standalones, but they keep, so I can remember their names. I can even remember, like, for right now, the, the plot line of how they got together or why they got together. Um, but by the time I finish this series and move on to the next, I won't even recognize the cover when I look at it. That's part of the reason <laughs> I use Goodreads just because it's all connected and I, I'm a creature of habit. But I don't like, I said this a week or so ago, I don't rate or review anymore because that put pre- felt like pressure and I didn't like that. Felt like expectations, I didn't like that. I literally use it to catalog so I can see what the fuck I've read. <laughs> I like seeing how many books I read, but I mostly need it so that at one point I can go back and go, yes, I did read that book. Do I know what it's about? No, I do not. No, I do not. Which means I also have to, I, I don't have to, I choose to, but it is better for me with this awful, awful memory with books to, if a series is complete, and it's available on Kindle Unlimited. I just read all the fucking way through because by the time I move on and come back, I either won't remember the series exists or I won't remember enough of the series and will feel lost mm-hmm. in the details. But yeah. reading right now, reading especially like romance and just pure smut and stuff like that, it's an escape. It is pure escapism. Um, I absolutely find myself reading when I should be doing other things, especially if I get stressed. It's my new way to procrastinate. It's my new way to avoid uncomfortable things. (laughs) It's not productive to do that. (laughs) And then I end up feeling guilty because I'm not doing the things I should be doing. Um, This is how I spent my childhood. I read like this and um, we didn't have, didn't have things like Kindle Unlimited, obviously. Also didn't have a lot of money. So I would go to the library once a week and whatever the max number of books I was allowed to check out, that was typically what I was checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was reading out of the adult section by the time I was eight or nine. Um, and I've just, like, do I psychoanalyze myself? It wasn't just, apparently, um, I likely have had something called hyperlexia, where I read really early and comprehended the written word very early, very quickly. Um, was definitely a massive reader. Like I enjoyed it, but also it's my escape. It has always been my escape. <laughs> I forgot that it was my escape while in the depths of first going to college where you have to read for college and that'll suck the life out of your reading. Um, and then two had babies and had to raise them. And I just, there was no time to just fucking sit down and read. And now 
especially since I can just, it's in my phone. <laughs> Did I go to the bathroom? I probably read a chapter. Sorry, I forgot that there was life. Am I standing in line? Am I sitting in my car in line? I'll just open it up and read. Are we in a waiting room? Like I'm, yeah. Yeah. So, Silent says, wait, there's a name for being able to read early. Yes, yes. Hyperlexia. Um, it's got other like defining characteristics, but based on my limited understanding of the term, I think that I was. I mean, the, the family lore is that I was reciting my ABCs and spelling simple words at like age 14 to 16 months old. By three years old, I was reading to myself a little bit, like simple stuff, but I could also like an adult could be holding a newspaper and I could tell you what some of that was saying. And then in kindergarten, because I have always been smooth, suave and, and just, oh, just knew how to work a crowd um, for show and tell I was reading the book to them. <laughs> and that is what I did at age five. I do know how to uh, influence people and make friends. Um, <laughs> Yeah, first grade, my first grade teacher did not know what to do with me in the reading portion because everybody was reading like the, the basics. They were learning how to read. And I was like, I don't need that. And she, first grade, no no lie, y'all, I exaggerate. There's a lot of hyperbole when I speak. I'm not exaggerating. In first grade, she got me the Laura Ingalls Wilder box set of books. Mm. And I tore through those. Through the, I mean, I was not as fast as I am as an adult. There was, you know, I had to slow down to actually understand what I was reading. Did I get the context? No, I was a fucking child. <laughs> I did read those books. Fifth grade, I was reading Clan of the Cave Bear. Uh, mm. That is where I've also got my love of, please let me read very explicit sex, even if I do not understand the connotations of what I'm reading, like the violence of it or the whatever. Um, was hooked on those fucking books. At age 13, yeah. I was reading Diana Gabaldon and the Outlander series. <laughs> Uh, my 13th birthday, I got whatever the newest book was in the series that year in hardback. My family was broke. We did not own hardback books. You only got to read a hardback if you went to the library and checked it out and they could give it back. And my birthday present last year, that year, age 13. Hmm. Do I remember what which book in the series? No, I don't. But yeah. Yeah, so. Hmm. Yeah. But. Hmm. Yeah. So. And, and um, go ahead. Rara recommended an author. I wrote the name down. Thank for you, because you, so you, you can... know I will not. Right, yeah. I know. And yeah, can I? Oh God! And my Instagram algorithm has got me knows me now better than it ever has because every other like recommended post that's not like somebody I'm actually following is a sponsored post from an author with a book on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> To the point that I was coming across so many that sounded good. And I, I have my own little method for, is this a book I want to read? Because you literally cannot read every book ever written. So you got to like <laughs> weed them out somehow. That I filled up how much I currently had that I was allowed to borrow from Kindle Unlimited. And I was like, in order to be able to read this, you have to give some back. Which of these books would you like to give back? And I'm now at a point where I have no more books that I can give back. <laughs> So I can't get any more books from Kindle Unlimited until I finish reading some. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the whole, my understanding is hyperlexia it tends to be tied to neurodivergence. There's like a some high percentage of um, kids that were hyperlexic as small children who end up being, the one I see most common is autistic, but probably ADHD is in there as well. Um, that was when I f- first went, oh, maybe I should explore that a little bit more. <laughs> I now have uh, a stack of library books uh, about uh, autism on the side table next to where I sit on the couch. Some of those are to help with the youngest so that I can you know, provide them the best support possible. And part of it is, but also I need to understand myself. And then I had to make sure when I was checking out those books that I watched the year of publication because too old and you get some shitty outdated information. Um, But our library apparently does not like to have all of the books from this century. They only have a few. So. Hmm. (sighs) So yeah. Um. As always, I've sucked up all the oxygen. Mm. What have you got? I'm, I got. You're just here for the, um, the I'm ride I'm just with here me? for the ride, yeah. Yeah, thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God mm-hmm. for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've not been doing a whole lot other than work. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, the um, little talk last week has definitely revitalized our DS. Yeah. <laughs> We're more mindful of it and putting in more effort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, which has been good Mm -hmm. you know um other than that yeah no i ain't got ain't got a whole lot just just doing our thing doing doing our thing i mean this week was a bit of an emotional week yeah for me yeah um you know beginning of the week had something going on Mm -hmm. and uh that hopefully will yield good things later. Yes. But there will have to be drama first. Right. Mm-hmm. And the uh, thing is, I can actually choose to be a part of the drama or not be a part of it. Did so. I use my tough love clause privilege to lecture the fuck out of him? Of, <laughs> this thing you're doing is going to bring drama to your door from people who do not deserve your time and attention. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to bring drama to oh, your yeah. door. So yeah. are you going to wait for the drama to get here? Or are you preemptively just going to fucking block everybody? <laughs> she said, excuse me, she said sweetly and submissively. Oh, it yeah. was a it was a lecture fest. I was like, you know what this does to you. If you don't figure out how you're going to handle it now, you are. You... It was a borderline rant. Oh, because because and I, <laughs> I basically said because it's it's ongoing stuff we've been dealing with for a couple of years. Yeah. And I know what it does to him mentally and emotionally every time. And then how that trickles down to the rest of us, because then he has to manage his emotions. And then I'm over here trying to manage his emotions for him, which no, I cannot do, but that does not stop me from trying. I know. Um, and I was like, I love you. You know what's going to happen. You know what the fallout of this is going to be. If you do not figure out how to handle it now, I cannot live for the next year because what's going on could mm-hmm. last a year. I could cannot deal with your willful emotional roller coaster right. that you're choosing not to do anything about for a year. We do not have time. I said, our focus has to be on us and our family and what we're trying to accomplish here, not this drama that they're going to try and bring to your doorstep. So I love you, but handle your shit. She mm-hmm. said submissively. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So you're handling your shit. Yep. 
And I, I appreciate that. And you're handling me, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm um, at the risk of having a bonus section, which is longer than the actual episode, which yeah. has happened before. Mm-hmm. It's not on. on yeah, uh, yeah. We probably should. Yeah. cut it because we have something at two o'clock, and we need to. I know we're being interviewed our, for somebody else's podcast. We need to check our uh, all our tech stuff. Stuff. Yeah, and Plier. get our our bathroom breaks in, and mm-hmm. need to go mm-hmm. check on the kid, and avoid the math teacher who want, really wants me to call her. <laughs> yeah anyway so we're gonna go yeah uh we will be live streaming friday night podcast listeners that is the literal Uh day this episode comes out um so we hope to see y'all there Mm -hmm. okay we're gonna go all right okay Bye. bye